Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to a finale episode of Invasion by Story Archives. I am your host, Mario Busto, alongside the other host, Zachary Newton. Welcome back. We're back a little later than usual in the week. It's another eventful week. Not that you guys need to care about that. Everybody has their own stuff going on, but we're back with you live. Season 2, Episode 10, Old Friends and New Frontiers, Zach. Yeah. Old friends, new frontiers. It was a doozy. I'm glad I had a day in between um, watching this and recording this. There's just something about these episodes that after I watch it makes me want to rant about it. So, I'm glad I had a minute to breathe. How did you feel about it after you watched it? And then how how do you feel a day after it kind of like digested in your lower intestine? (sighs) You know, you know when you eat like a burrito and you get gassy, like it was, it was kind of like annoying, like that. At um, first, that well, that that was more like eating something too spicy. Oh, um, okay, yeah, yeah gotcha. Yeah. yeah, I mean, spare the gory details, please. I I don't I don't like bashing shows. I, I don't I don't want to make a habit out of like making fun of things. But yes. at the same time, like I do want to be honest and I do want to be truthful with it. And this wasn't good, like. It just, it wasn't that, that this, this, I feel like half of the things that I saw in this episode were really, it, I felt like it was me coming in like halfway in through a conversation and yeah. I didn't like know yeah, what was going cool. on. Right. Like, mm-hmm. like, I mean, even think about the general, the whole scene with the general in, in the room, just chatting, you know, with the president and, and Casp. like, it was just like, how did we get here? Yeah. Um, and that, that, I think that's the, one of the, the biggest issues that I have with not just this episode, but the season. Um, so, yeah, I'm, I'm glad I had a day to, to kind of just like cool off, let it get out of my system. I had many distractions in between watching this and recording this. But um, no, I, I, I want to be honest. I don't want to lie. Same time, I don't want to just unnecessarily bash shows. So bear yeah. with us on this one as we, as we actually do critique it, honestly. I think it's fair to do so. If we, if we were just like, you know, ten out of ten, nine out of ten. Like I don't think anybody would care about this show. And Nobody although, would pay to us. although we wish that every single thing that we watched was the greatest thing we ever watched, occasionally you run into some, and it doesn't mean that everybody feels that way. But this show is not about everybody. It's about you know our reaction to the show, and it's mm-hmm. resonated because we got a few emails. I got a message from somebody, and we got two voice messages. Yeah, pretty much indicating all the same thing, and it's. The season was rushed. I mean, this episode itself felt like a series finale in lots of ways. There were so many storylines tying together that, and all of it felt so rushed. You know, not not to mention the fact that we get thrown this whole deal about Casper and Mitsuki and how they're able to access the mothership with no explanation. We have no other explanation other than they have been able to figure it out. And we just got to mm-hmm. trust that they figured it out, right? Yeah. You know. I'm going to use Stranger Things because I feel like this show was trying to strike a chord with that demo that was interested in that show, right? Stranger Things, and spoiler alert, if you haven't watched Stranger Things, you know, come back in a few minutes. You know, you meet this mysterious girl named Eleven who has these powers with her mind. And then as the show progresses, you find out more and more about her past, kind of effed up. She was kind of had, she had experiments run on her by uh, this doctor who everybody calls Papa. And uh, they're kind of like the mutant kids in Professor Xavier's um, 
you know, X-Men school, right? Yep. Well, here you kind of have the same situation with Cass and the crew of kids that's in this French little institute that they got going on. And there's almost no sort of explanation as to how are they able to connect their minds? How are they able to speak to people in dreams? Uh, how are they able to talk to Luke across the world? And I, I understand <laughs> the aliens have a hive mind, right? That's the thing that they keep yeah. on beating us over the head with. They have a hive mind. If we hit the hive, we'll hit them all. I guess they've tuned in somewhat to an alien consciousness because that was a theme in this episode in varying ways, right? We see th- three or four varying characters who are all tapping into the alien consciousness or the alien consciousness is tapping into them for them to be able to do some otherworldly things. For example, Mitsuki is able to tame the portal, right? She's able to open up the portal, right? Yeah. From across the world, she's in the Amazon of, in Brazil, okay? And she's able to access it in Oklahoma. Then you have Luke who's able to control the aliens. So, he's, he's tapping into something there as well. Then you have the group of kids doing that weird seance to try to help Luke defeat these aliens and and in Oklahoma, right? As if that's the only place that these aliens are attacking. Mm-hmm. It also seems that Luke is the chosen one that those kids were referring to, right? That they were calling out yeah. to someone and that someone wasn't Casper. And I mentioned earlier in the season, I said, you know, I hope this isn't leading towards like dark and light and Luke is the light and Cass is, you know, dark. And that's exactly where this is heading, where out of nowhere, and, I, and I've been battling with this last bit. The whole season, we've had this bullshit arc with Monty. By the way, mm-hmm. I found out today from our listener, Amy, she reached out. She said, she has this large, she, she has this giant conspiracy about why this season's gone wrong. Okay. And I'm going to give credit. It's the Tom Holland theory. Did you know Monty is Tom Holland's brother? What? Yes. Monty is Patty Holland. And so, she has a conspiracy. I'm going to call it a conspiracy. That they want him to do well because he's Tom Holland's brother. And so, therefore, Monty got the favorable arc and Casper's getting this crapped on arc where there's been no indication that he's an alien the entire season, right? There's been no indication that he is an alien except for the one frame or maybe a couple of frames of him, you know, twitching his eyes to alien eyes and then back to human eyes, right? There has been no indication. There's been no weird moment. From cast, there's been none, nothing of that sort to make you think that he's an alien. Now, at first, I thought this was whack when I watched the show live. I said, okay, so let me get it. Monty, who all of his excuses as to why Jamila shouldn't go under or why Casper shouldn't be trusted, all of his excuses that so conveniently had to do with keeping Jamila in his arms, right? Yeah. All of them happen to be true and none of them had any sort of bias in them. Or maybe both things could be true here. And so, I also thought to myself, you know, we do hear stories of sociopaths and psychopaths who are able to kind of like fool everybody, right? Mm -hmm. Maybe Casper's just a straight up sociopath and he is like Ed Norton in that, oh, is it, what movie is that? Actually, I don't want to ruin that movie for anybody, but um, just watch the movie Primal Fear when you get a chance. Uh, And he's just able to fool everybody, right? Yeah. And that, that we just get this one moment where I guess he's an alien. But I have, I, have a, I have a nit to pick with a lot of things here. I blame Jamila largely for a lot of this. Perhaps, <laughs> perhaps Casper never goes to the alien side if she goes with him. I mean, that's, I, I said this earlier. 
you know, your lover going with your bully, that is some villain producing stuff right there. That is like the anime backstory of a of a villain right there, right? <laughs> yeah. And so, and by the way, we don't even know if Casper's full on evil. We're just assuming that he's been possessed completely by the aliens, right? We don't know if that this is actually Casper acting. We don't know if he's intentionally been, you know, uh, fooling everybody, right? Mm-hmm. We don't know anything. This leads us to a cliffhanger of a season three with Trev and Casper heading up to the bright light. We don't know where this is going. I will say this though. I didn't like the decision to have the season end like this. It felt more like this should have been episode nine. And then the episode 10 should have been Casper and Trev walking to this bright light. You know, right? Because what are you going to open up with in season three? Are they staying on the mothership? Is Earth going goodbye? There's yeah. a there's a lot to unravel. I do wonder if this gets renewed. I would love to know the viewership numbers, if that even matters to Apple. Lord knows they have the cash to blow if they want to do a season three just to keep on building up the IP. Yeah. Um, who knows? And maybe they could redeem the show in season three. But overall, and I'll end my monologue here. I think the show, and I wrote this down in my notes. This show could have been so much better if there was like two seasons before this season. You know. Yeah, I, I, I agree. I think with everything that you said, right? Like to me, this this episode, this this show, this season, literally ended in a way that I feel like both didn't give me closure really on anything, um, but at the same time, didn't really leave me with a hook. You know, like I, I didn't, I didn't see um, anything that really, really made me want to come back. Um, potentially beyond just like seeing what happens in, in this mothership, um, which feels like a, a mission doomed at the start here. Um, and I, I, I also agree with this probably being a better season if it were farther in the future, because the biggest thing that I feel this entire season was missing out on was set up, set up, set up and back, like just backstory. Like we needed a lot of that. We needed to understand how we got here. Uh, to understand more of the conflict going on in between individuals, and it it just didn't happen. I I, I would have enjoyed, um, even a few episodes, maybe like more punched in on on a few characters, just like yeah. What's I, what's I the know, point the of Anisha? <laughs> yeah, the, the Anisha's journey over here to uh, what Kansas or where wherever would have been. I think what it could have been interesting. I mean, you're you're supposed to be traveling across. A world that's literally being attacked by aliens and I, I i didn't see a lot of the attacking by aliens you know um if there was attacking by aliens it was pretty much um what's the word i'm looking for incompetent i mean you got these aliens that attack a town right mm-hmm. and by the way if you're in oklahoma and these aliens overrun you and kill you you got the worst luck in the world because i've never seen one of these aliens attack a city live and that they just succeed and just taken down the whole city like, it's always some nonsense that takes them out, right? Like, yeah. it feels like these aliens could overrun this thing. Like, why are they sending seven units? Like, send just send 10,000 of these freaking things into the city and it's done with. Like, Luke's yeah. not going to be able to control 10,000 of these things. Like, these aliens travel across Lord knows what part of the deep, dark galaxy or universe, mm-hmm. right? And they are, they're not intelligent to say, all right, General, scouting report from the front lines. We got this kid, sir. He's able to control like seven of these things. That's impossible. How? We don't know, sir. 
The show writers haven't explained that yet. Okay. All right. Well, we got this huge-ass mothership here. How about we just send about 10,000 more of you bastards down there? I think that should do it, sir. The kid looks like he's about to have an aneurysm. Okay. That would just about solve everything, right? Yeah. I mean, he could barely handle one on his own. The only way he handled the seven here was because he had 17 kids, like, tapping into his brain from across the world. Send 10. (laughs) Sir, we got a problem. We got four more kids. They seem that they're taking out the, the rest of them. All right, so how many more do you need? I think another 10,000 should do it, sir. All right, coming through. Give me a break. You know, what is it? All right. Whack, stupid-ass aliens. Like the most inept aliens in the world, right? Yeah, you're trying to, you're trying to, to terraform a planet and destroy a planet. You're, oh, you're been wrecking successful. havoc on... They well, I mean, the yeah, we heard they terraformed like a quarter of the planet no, more, by the beginning more. of the season. We haven't heard anything else about it. No, we did. It was a little. It was just an aside from Madam President in this episode. She said, "There's no more inhabitable places on Earth for us to re- migrate to." Apparently, like they have done their jobs. Like humans are no longer able to migrate to any other spots. So why don't she didn't we give see a percentage? That, like like that should have been such an important part of this whole storyline, not an aside. They should right? have given like, us there, like there, there was no there's no real like impending threat. There doesn't feel like there's a global threat in this season. I feel like there is like alien terrorists like a attack in a few cities here and there. I'll be honest, it it, it doesn't even feel like that because that, that sounds even more horrifying. This <laughs> this sounds. This feels like a part-time invasion. Like, this is just kind of like a side hustle for these aliens. Like, hey, how are we doing on Earth? Uh, we're just... Uh, hey, we're over our hours. We only do this on Tuesdays and Thursdays. Like, well, what are we doing? <laughs> they what formed a union. Here? They're like, <laughs> yeah, hey, we're I'm union- not interested. We're unionizing. Mid-invasion, <laughs> yeah. you're unionizing? Are you kidding me? Anyways. <laughs> you're no, going to die. Yeah. Okay. All right. How about we just leave the mothership? Hey, guys. Why did we all plug into the same power outlet? You know, this these mm-hmm. aliens, right? Yeah. Um, let's talk about this a little bit more. Actually, let actually let's jump to the emails. We usually do that at the end. I want to get to a couple of emails here. All right. Let's start it off with Jareb. Thank you, Jareb, for tuning in. Thank you for supporting us on Twitter. Jareb's like he was the guy who was like the most vocal in support for us when we were banned yes. by YouTube and Apple on Twitter. But Here's his email. Guys, by the way, this is like right after the premiere. This is like the day that this thing launched. Guys, WTF. This son of a bitch, Casper. <laughs> Hashtag Monty was right? Question mark. Hashtag justice for Monty? Question mark. Things came together this episode. It wasn't a high bar, but this was definitely my favorite episode of the season. I agree with that, by the way. Finally, mm. a few answers, but leaving more questions. Still hate Anisha. Excuse me, lady. Why the hell are you grabbing your daughter to run to rescue your other kid? What the hell are you doing? I think I dislike her character the most and Monty has completed his redemption arc for me. Hashtag team Monty. Hashtag Monty was right. Ugh. They need the silo team to take over for season three. But also, and this is a legit question. Are you guys at all nervous about season two of silo being a repeat of this season of invasion in terms of quality? They've really scared me with how bad this season was. Hope they don't screw up Silo Season 2. Anyway, glad we stuck it out. Haha. <laughs> I vote for All Mankind next. Well, you got your wish there, bud. Only watched Season 1 and Season 2, so it would give me an excuse to pick it back up. We actually are, just to start this email off, we are covering for All Mankind Season 4, which premieres in two weeks. 
Okay, so we're going to be doing that. We are do- we're going to figure out, depending on the reception of the shows, which show is getting a two-episode treatment and which one is getting a one-episode treatment. I'm tending to lean towards Monarch Legacy of Monsters. And to answer Same. your your follow-up question, Jareb, Monarch Legacy of Monsters, you, you do not have to do any sort of Godzilla preparation for this. I've seen, I think, one Godzilla film in my life, and it was the one with Matthew Broderick back like in the early 2000s. Mm-hmm. I haven't seen a single Godzilla film since. And I think I prefer it that way. I think I prefer going in without knowing the Godzilla lore so that I'm not going in there like, oh, that's not how. That's not how Godzilla was formed. It's not how it worked at all. Anyways. Yeah. Um, I, I, the only Godzillas I've seen were like the classics. And it was, man, last time I watched it was when I was a little kid. Yeah. All right. Let's talk about Monty because he says Team Monty, Justice for Monty. And he says Casper is about to Benedict Arnold his own species. We don't know that, sir. We don't know that. It's not looking good, <laughs> but we don't know that. <laughs> Meyer's uh, not going to be on your side, man. <laughs> I will not. I think I'm I'm in favor of Casper just destroying the earth. I think it would make the show... I will never forget the show for the rest of my life if Casper decides to turn on earth <laughs> and the yeah. aliens win. Like, Because yeah. we've never seen an invasion show where the aliens win. What which if, would be what a if very Casper, dark outlook. What if Casper kind of like... A double agent? You know, just be... Well, no. What if, what if he kind of does what you said, right? Like he, he takes over, he destroys the earth to save Jamila. <laughs> <laughs> Isn't that kind of like his drawing? It may not have been the Earth, but what wasn't he that like saving Jamila from like this planet and all of that stuff? Get that drawing out of my face with Monty saying, "You see, Jam, you see, he puts you on one planet and he's on the other." Like that kid is just <laughs> trying to date Jamila. It's as simple as that. It's just like a blind squirrel can find a nut every once in a while. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Mm-hmm. It, it's just it's the same concept, Monty. Might have been right about Casper being different, but who knows? Maybe this all this bullying drove Casper into this. Maybe he's turning to the Anakin dark side because Jamila decided to stay with the bully. Or maybe Casper loves Jamila still, and that's the reason he said, "Don't go down there with me because I'm a freaking alien." (laughs) I don't. I don't. I don't think Casper on Earth is aware of Casper in the. Uh, in the mothership, I mean, he would have to be like a, 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 a what pathological liar. Yes, you have to be a literal sociopath. Yeah, just to to be able to be those two people so well. Like uh, he he's so sincere on Earth. I mean, especially when when he runs into uh, Trevante on the uh, video, you know, meeting with the general and the president of the. And why would he want uh, Trev to go with him so badly? You know what I mean? Like, yeah. hey, he's the only man I trust for the job. So, you am I to believe that Casper's evil now? Like, well, what are we doing here? The favorite character of the show, for everybody, I think, who watches this show, and you're going to do him like this? Yeah. I mm. don't get it. Don't get it. Uh, to answer the question, though, from the email, am I worried about uh, Silo Season 2 getting the same treatment that this got? No, I'm not. I, I think we've seen a lot of a lot of great shows maybe from source, Apple. Maybe the source material is better. Maybe we we we've seen a lot of good shows from Apple though, where you know our like the second season has Have been we? really good. Have we though? Yeah. Well, name one. Foundation. Okay, but was that was how was season one of Foundation? Season one of Foundation was good, but season two of Foundation was much better. But was, but was it groundbreaking? Season two. 
was it groundbreaking? Well, yeah, I mean, Foundation season Foundation is nowhere near the best show I've ever watched. So, no. what track record does Apple have of being able to follow up a great first season with a great second season? For all mankind, season two is the best example I can think of. At the it is a very good example. I I personally yeah. like Foundation season one more than Invasion season one. Um, so like that's kind of like at, at at worst they're very close. Um, so I I I do think Apple has been doing a pretty decent job with at the very least the shows I've watched that I like. Uh, For all mankind, Foundation was one of them. Um, you've got Ted Lasso is another good one. Okay, so Ted Lasso um, and For All Mankind, because I'm not going to give um, Foundation, like I'm not giving it a stamp of approval other than it being one of the better things I watched this year. But I mean, I, let's not make this a Foundation pod, but I have plenty of things of Foundation where I'm just like, eh. It's not, so it's do not, I. We, like, I, I feel like we talked about a lot of it on, on the Foundation pod. Like, I'm not going to pull punches. It's not like Game of Thrones is like the, like I'm talking, when you want to talk world building, like we talk Game of Thrones, we talk Lord of the Rings and you're not doing that with Foundation yet. No. You know, there's no, like, are we going to be 10 years from now and people are going to go to, you know, are they going to be dressing up like Star Wars characters? Are they going to be dressing up like Harry Seldon 10 years from now? No, I don't think anybody, it's not that good of a show to me. It, you know, if, 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 we're, if we're trying to kind of scale that, um, Another one that comes to mind since we're on the topic was C, the show C from Apple. That uh, first season, I really liked it. And I enjoyed it through all the way through season four till, it, till they, you know, ended the show. It just um, hasn't cracked. It was good. Like, we're not talking about good. We're not talking, and this is not a knock on them. It's very hard to hit that greatness level, right? I'm not saying it's easy. It's the reason why there's only a handful, but only a few shows break the pop culture barrier. And the only show on Apple that's been able to do that really successfully is Ted Lasso. No other show has done it on Apple yet. And I'm a big Apple TV Plus fan, okay? Game, uh, HBO's done it with several shows. Sopranos, Game of Thrones, The Wire, Boardwalk Empire, debatable. You know, there's various <laughs> shows. But anyways, there is. you get my point. We kind of went on a tangent there. I just think that Apple, because they're so young... They haven't proven a track record that they that they can do a Breaking Bad yet, that they can do a Mad Men. That's true. I, I I haven't seen anything that I would I would rank up that high. Um, though I I still don't think I'm concerned with with Silo at this point. Oh no, neither neither am, I, neither am so. I. But I think the barometer for me will be what do they do with Severance season two, and what do they do with Silo season two. But severance, severance, I, I will say is, is one that I'm, I'm both excited for and a little nervous about, um, that one I, I could see kind of going off the rails, um, but I really hope it doesn't. I really hope they'd like knock it out of the park. Yeah. I actually think severance is going to be a freaking home run, but all right, let's keep it moving. Uh, next email from Eric. I need to vent about this show. Aside from the whole cluster of everything just being thrown at us for most of the season, if not all, and this feeling like a complete letdown. Then ending, that ending really drove me nuts. Are we supposed to know all of a sudden? Are we supposed to now all of a sudden believe that Casper's possessed or working for the aliens? Yes, they've mentioned with that brutal, brutal Monty and Jamila storyline, but there's been no real build with it. And then all of a sudden, we're just going to flash his eyes? Dumb. This whole season has been no story and just things it feels like. Really unfortunate. Would love to hear your thoughts. <clears throat> I think that point's really good about this story. This season has been... 
like the storylines have been what it feels like and not what it is, right? Mm-hmm. There, there's really been no explanation on a lot of the the key story beats, and it's just hey, go with us. Like the no explanation as to how these kids are connecting to the mothership, right? There was no build up yep. to that. There was no anything. It was just like you turn on the episode and you. I, I know we talked about this, but I felt like, hey, I had to go back to the previous episode and watch the last five minutes to see, like, did see, did Casper have a seizure or something? Did he have a groundbreaking moment? <laughs> but <clears throat> I wanted to say something else about um, his point with Casper. Are we supposed to now believe that he's possessed by an alien? Mm-hmm. These kids in there have other, they have other senses beyond human senses, right? Yeah. That's what we're made to believe. Uh they screamed the Wajo, Wajo, Wajo thing when the alien stuff was going on, if you remember that. Mm-hmm. They'd be able to, in my opinion, they'd be able to see a threat, an alien threat in front of them if if, if Casper was truly an alien threat. I, I think that makes a lot of sense. I, I would agree with that. Um, I mean, they, they, they are tapped into the aliens, right? So, like, they, they have the pers- perspective, I, in my opinion, of both the humans and the alien. So I, I yeah, I, I would imagine they would be able to perceive him as a threat if he were a threat. Yeah. Uh, but they don't seem to to really even think about it much. All right. And last message, and if we won't be able to play, but we're working on ways to uh loop in other elements into the show. But we got a voice message from Monica and she mentioned a funny thing uh here. She said she's out on season three, first and foremost. Uh, and by the way, you guys, you can leave us voice messages on Spotify if you didn't know this. Uh, with your take on the episode and uh, hopefully soon if you send us messages on there we'll be able to loop them into the episode and mix them in somehow for segments like this but I was laughing so hard because she said (laughs) she said when Trev went into the portal (laughs) she said he went to the female soldier picked up her helmet and her suit fit him from the (laughs) shoes to the suit and when she said that I lost it, man. I started cracking up because I was like, that's so true. He chose the female soldier. Uh-huh. The helmet fit like a T. There was no like blood stain on his visor or anything like that. Now it looked brand new. Yeah. And then I guess the boots fit. Like everything just fit him perfectly, right? Yeah. I love how there was no backup plan to those three guys getting shredded by the portal either. It was just a general looking at the portal like, you know. How about looks fire? Looks unstable. How about like fire a <laughs> missile into the portal? Like just to see, man, that would be interesting. You know, fire off like a nuclear missile into the portal. I that's very risky. I will say, but uh, <laughs> <laughs> sorry, we blew up Oklahoma. <laughs> yeah, for real. Um, all right, let's do a little bit of a where we left off this season, what this episode did, and then um, where we're looking to where each character's left off for for season three. Right, let's do mm-hmm. that. So in this episode, we're picking up with Mitsuki, who's had a breakthrough into connecting to the mothership. She's having all sorts of issues where she's feeling the alien language filling her mind. And she does have a breakthrough moment where she has to kind of sever all ties from Earth, aka Maya, in order to fully connect to the alien consciousness. Now, we don't know how or why or what this even means, but she is able to open up that portal for a soldiers to go through to hopefully take out the aliens. Oklahoma. Anisha reunites with Sarah, but all of this felt like just a giant ploy to get Luke in front of the military and to show his powers of controlling the aliens. Trev finds his purpose, having met with Casper at a very serendipitous moment in the basement of the military base, 
where the general is just chilling, having a meeting with the president of the world while his base is being invaded by, uh, for all they know, an anarchist like, cult movement, you know, like yeah, they're just chilling, no guards or anything. Trev is just able to walk up behind him, right? Yep. And we get no, no sort of uh, preparation or explanation as to how they found out about Casper, how Casper's gotten into a position where he is now advising the president of the WDC, okay? Uh, and how he's just making the calls here. This, you know, 16-year-old kid is just making the calls. Do you want to comment on that before I continue any, any further? Do I really need to? I, <laughs> I mean, come on. It's, uh, again, like that, that scene especially really felt like I'd walked in in the middle of a conversation where it, it just didn't make sense. Yeah. Um, like I'd, I'd really love to know how we immediately, like literally like instantly got to a point where the president of the freaking world was putting her entire, entire trust in, in humanity uh, into this one kid that was dead for a while. Like, it, it, it does not make a lot of sense. And just the, the amount of time and, and investment that it sounded like she had into this whole psych, uh, psychic kids movement thing just felt a little odd to me didn't like it i'm still trying to understand at what point that they realized the kids mapping out their minds and the visions that they're having is actually a tangible practical thing for them to apply to real world strategy all right <clears throat> jamila and monty monty continues his uh subtle manipulation of jamila towards believing that casper is an alien freak and that she should not go under jamila's whole conflict in this episode is deciding whether she should go with casper or not okay um, at some point in this episode, <clears throat> part of me thought that Casper had a, might've been possessed in this episode mm. at the point right before he goes under, because he asked Jamila, you're staying behind question mark. Right. Mm -hmm. And in the previous episode, he told her to stay behind. Right. So yeah. it was kind of already a made decision. So he was talking to her as if he didn't know what was going down. Right. So part of me thought that was maybe the only off beat thing about Casper that I noticed this season, right? Because when you're coming out of a coma, you're going to have some sort of memory loss things. It's yeah. kind of understandable. Anyways, Monty succeeds in getting Jamila to stay. She doesn't really stay for Monty. I don't know. She, she is convinced though by that whole drawing that Casper's been right about predicting everything. And so it's kind of a stretch though to take that drawing of him being a little lonely boy on a planet and her being yeah. the star in his eyes. That was simply because he was an outcast in his school and because she was like a strong one who would stand up to the bullies, right? Yeah. And for her to just kind of buy that BS was really weak, in my opinion, from just developing their whole... I mean, they had a love story of her leaving her family behind. Leaving okay. everything behind to, to go and find Casper. Yeah. Okay. Leaving everything behind to find Casper, to leave him for... The bully, pretty much, because I think we all know where this is going, right? We all know that this is going towards Jamila and Monty being with each other. Yeah. And I, I want to make a comment on that drawing thing, too, right? Like, I, I do think it, it was a pretty weak thing. I mean, it's just observing his drawings, right? Like, 
he's clearly two distinct different types of drawing styles. Yeah, right. One that Thank is you. his own, which, <laughs> which was the drawing that he gave to Jamila. And the other one is what he sees through these alien visions, which just looks like he's like looking at something through a cloud. Everything is blurry. Everything is very chaotic and messy. Like it's very, very different. Like I don't, I don't think for a second um, that anything that he drew on, on the, on that uh, drawing for Jamila in season one, is a prediction of anything really yeah that's a great point that i didn't even think about it's like that's his illustrative drawing as Cass. yeah and here's his alien possessed drawings right yeah i think even if you would have had a few moments of casper having like those seizures again right mm-hmm. where he does things that are outside of what a human could do that you could set up this whole cast as a half alien half you know he's fighting <clears throat> The aliens, for some reason, really want this kid, right? Yeah. So, yeah. Anyways, Clark. Clark, the leader of the movement. Uh, he's finally going to have his happy, uh, happily ever after with Anisha. Let's just, let's just call that and throw it in the bag. If you want to make it a bet for season three, we can. Clark and Anisha are going to get it on after he saved Luke's life. <clears throat> the look on Anisha's face. <laughs> it's going down yeah i i i wouldn't bet against that one I, as, I wouldn't for a minute as for luke i only expect luke as now he, in this episode he was able to save people several times he saved pretty much an entire town right with the help of the little crew in france who you know chimed into the zoom call and mm-hmm. killed the aliens with him right yeah i think he's just gonna hone his powers and this could be a collision course with Casper or whatever entity is threatening Earth in season three. Mm. And that leaves us pretty much with everybody in Oklahoma minus Trev. We have Rosie there. We have those people who are in a trance inside of the military base, right? And uh, we have her ex-husband there who is in a trance down there. So how are these people going to come back? Are they going to be kind of like Casper, right? Are they going to come back half-possessed for all we know? And uh, let's go from there because I think those those people are probably the closest thing to the scientist in the Amazon and to Casper being under in a coma for four months, right? Yeah, that we can kind of think of. I agree. I agree. I'm very curious to see what happens with everybody that was in a coma. You know, yeah. part of me, part of me, kind of thinks at some point, maybe in season three, it could be, could be later, assuming the show goes that far. I feel like Luke could end up being like a sacrifice or at least sacrifice himself for something like I, I feel like i see him dying in the future i don't know why i don't know about luke but i could definitely see trev dying i could see i could see trev dying and i could see trev killing casper okay here's the problem i have with trev dying with the exception of rosie nobody cares about trev that's the thing and that's that would be his purpose he would find he found his war to fight his his purpose was to die on behalf of mankind which by the way trev had his strongest episode in this episode uh his season yeah (laughs) of the season this was his strongest episode in pretty much every capacity as a character yeah i uh i I, again i think i'll echo a comment that that we made in the last episode which is that there there needs to be some weight, some death. Now, this episode had a little bit of it. Um, 
though it was nobody that you were emotionally tied to. Yeah. Um, really. I mean, that's ho- hopeful. Hopefully we start to see a little bit more of that. And there's like something in a season three that would actually draw us in. Right. Um, you know, I want to, I, I want it to hurt a little bit when I'm watching the show. I need, yeah. I need to know what happens to Trev and Casper. So I'm in on season three, regardless of, um, of the things that I wish were a little different from this season. Um, or a lot of bit different, but all right, moving on to Trev. Trev is now in the mothership with Casper. I found it hilarious that the general gave him the shard with no explanation. Maybe there was an explanation off camera, but from what we know, Trev just got sent in there with the black rock. He has no idea what to do with this thing. And uh, <laughs> it seems like the only logical thing is for him to stab the bright, super bright light Casper was talking about with the shard that feels like the only logical conclusion here here's a shiny here's a rock a sharp rock i was told to go into this mothership with there's a very bright light up there pointy thing light that would be my first guess if they dropped me in the game you know but let's not forget how many things have just been convenient in this show um so whether there was an explanation or not it is something that will be picked up nearly instantly when it comes time. Or how about this? But I feel like, pretty confident saying. I, w- I still need to know more about why certain kids have a connection to these aliens and how, how Luke came into possession of that rock. How was, he, how was he able to know? Like, why are the aliens or why are his powers working in such a way that he's working against the aliens? You know, I, those are the things that I, I hope that they're able to explain in season three. You know, we need to know more about these powers and we need to know, you know, a little bit more. We don't have to know everything, but we got to just know an understanding amount to understand yeah. why these kids are different and where do they stand in this war against these aliens. I mean, let's let's think about Star Wars for, for a quick minute, right? Uh, there is at least points in Star Wars where the Force was explained to you and you kind of understood how these things worked. I don't understand um, how the Force works. It didn't just happen. It's about the sure. meta, the amount of metachlorians you have in your system. Oh, okay. Yeah, hey, exactly. What are metachlorians? Uh, it's like a it's like a thing in your DNA. Like what? All right, uh, see that's what I mean. You yeah. don't got you don't have to know everything. But, you just need to know a little bit. Exactly. Yeah, that is exactly the point. I was I was I was going to say that is more than we know about their powers in this show. Yeah. Well, let's assume where every character leaves off here, Mitsuki. She's passed out and perhaps she's completely all like completely gone. I doubt it because she seems to be one of the favorite characters in the show. She was definitely yeah. the most central character in this season of the show. Um, and what happens to her in season three? I'm assuming she gets her mind back at a certain point and she plays another key role in the season. I also expect something to kick off between her and Maya, if I had to guess. And... Yeah, that's pretty much all I can think about. I what happened in Akil? Is he just dead? <laughs> I'm not quite sure. I feel like I feel like if if he's there, he's just mentally gone. No explanation, um, huh? No, like I don't recall there being an explanation whatsoever. I remember him being like spit back out of this portal, and it was kind of like the end of it. He was just like written off screen at that point. Nothing, nothing ever really came of that there was no explanation there was no reveal about 
I mean, dude, even even like, I don't know, punch in on this like guy's cold, dead face or just like something. his brainless body or something to show me that there's weight and that there's risk here with this freaking <laughs> portal. But no, it didn't happen. He just got yeah. spit out of here like he got spit out of a whale and then just disappeared from screen. All right. So, where are the other characters ending up here, Zach, in your opinion? We got, let's just go by Jamila and Monty. Where do you think they end up next season? <clears throat> I think Jim. I I, th- I think Monty's still gonna be pining for Jamila. Um, I I like, I like that word pining. Yeah, thanks. I I don't think Jamila's gonna get with Monty. I, I, you know, th- there might be a moment where she gets close, closer to Monty than she has been here, but I don't see that becoming any long term thing. And if if I remember correctly. Casp is still right there with Jamila and Monty. The body of Casp? I mean, he's just like, what, using telepathy or something to like project himself into this place, potentially. I don't even know if, if that's really him being projected into this mothership thing or if that's um, like a separate version of him. I'm not quite clear on that. Yeah. I would have to say that we're just heading towards a full-on collision course of Jam and Monty and then redemption for Casper. We're going to flip the table and it'll be Casper's redemption yeah. and it'll it'll be Casper and Jamila who end up with each other. It's got to be. And Monty can go and kick rocks. All right. Anisha. It's her final character to talk about here. Okay. Are you asking me what yeah, I think? Yeah, I'm asking you, man. I'm asking you as the resident I, Anisha expert. As the resident Anisha expert. Well, thankfully, um, I feel pretty confident that we can stop hearing Anisha scream the names of her children. Um, I, I, I think she's going to... Her and Clark are gonna have to, you know, get Luke, and they're just gonna kind of like oh, okay. get out of there, go go hide in a, go live in a cabin forever or something. I thought you were gonna say something else about Anisha and Clark. Anyways, uh, <laughs> I think she's gonna have she I'm has sure her. Clark would say that. She has her new family, man. Clark's her new Ahmed. I think we're gonna find out in season three that Ahmed's actually alive. Um, I don't think he's alive. <laughs> he, oh, he's alive. He's super. Alive. I don't think he's alive. You want to bet? Nobody dies in this show, man. But no. that it is it is true. Um it, but I think that's more so in this season. How about there, there was a little more weight in the first season. How about the sheriff? The sheriff just never came back. Just the, no explanation as to where the hell this sheriff is. What are they gonna do? Just bring him in season three? Is he just gonna be in a cell in the mothership? Jim Bell Tyson. I, you know, I don't know if he's gonna come back in the show. I don't know if it was intended for him to ever come um, back. Be, uh, you know, present for one episode. Like it's it's possible that that wasn't the plan. I did read something, um, uh, the other day, and it made me think like maybe that's why Jim Bell Tyson is no longer in the show. Uh, the actor that played Jim Bell Tyson, it is, I I think I think he's like he's seriously ill with something. I don't recall what it was. Uh. So it's likely that that might have been why he's not here. In my I re- opinion, I read I read that as well. He's he's in good spirits from according to that article. I don't know if it's terminal. Um, I don't know. I I, I think it might have just been a rope a dope because he's such a big name actor. 
that it would have been something to kind of like, oh, here, let's make you think that this is the main character and then we're just going to kill him in episode one. I, I will say that actually would not really surprise me though. I mean, didn't Siler do that to us <laughs> as well? Uh, episode one yeah. and two. I don't want to ruin that for anybody, but yeah. We, we, yeah. I mean, we, we, Apple, I feel like makes a habit of that sort of pattern. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Let's get into some categories. Uh, I think season three is open ended. I think the mothership is to be explored by Casper and everybody else is just kind of waiting to see. But I think the season has to open up with, what occurs in that mothership and something major has to occur. And then that will be the catalyst for where every other character goes in the season. And I think it'll be something catastrophic in favor of the aliens, perhaps. Do you think Trev makes it out of the mothership alive? Yes. Okay. Because nobody dies in this show. (laughs) No one dies after the first episode of this show. Yeah. All right, let's get into some categories. Uh, lines don't really come to me in this type of uh, episode, but who's your favorite character of the episode? Casper. <laughs> really? Okay. All right. Yeah, I Casper, mean, look. Casper's good. You know, I'm going with the only... That's the most memorable... When you walk away from this episode, the only thing you will remember... Is Casper's eyes flicking to the all whites? Yeah, that's all you will remember. You, I will remember that scene, maybe forever. You know, and and certain things like that when they really subvert your expectation, you will remember it either out of disappointment or out of because it was just badass. But like, there's a movie called The Mist, and I'm sorry, but I'm gonna talk about the ending of The Mist. Okay, the whole premise of it is these people are trapped in a supermarket, and there's this alien mist all around them. Okay. Mm-hmm. And the movie ends with the main character and a few others making a break for it and they get in a car and leave, but they run out of gas, okay? Then they hear an alien roar in the distance, okay? Mm. <clears throat> they have a gun with three bullets and there's four people in the car, okay? The character mm-hmm. so pretty much kills everyone in the car but himself. Mm-hmm. And as he gets out distressed, the sound that they were hearing was tanks from the military and like the equipment of the military coming <laughs> by. And the woman who was trying to kill his kid in the supermarket because she was like this crazy, they made like a caricature of like a woman that would be in the crucible, like the one who would like mm-hmm. kill kill the the witches, like the fake witches, you know, when they were yeah. just kids like fooling around in the forest or whatever, you know? Yeah. Um, she comes by and is saved by the military and he's there just at the side of the road. Everybody he loves dead in the car. And like that Jeez. scene, you remember his scream in that and you remember that movie, not because it was the, the ending was good, but because the ending was so memorable that you just never forget the first time you watch that movie. <clears throat> wow. And that's kind of how this is to a much lesser extent. Yeah. But, Ca- but Casper being an alien after showing no indication of being an alien. And then his girl, who you've been rooting for him to get with since yeah. the beginning of the show, she's going to go with the douchebag who's picked on him since he was a little kid for having seizures. You're talking about this kid made fun of him for having seizures, not for being like fat, 
not for being like a dork or a nerd, for having a medical condition. This kid, like, how much of a piece of crap do you have to be to make fun of somebody for having a medical condition? Is there something from your childhood you want to tell me? No, tell me. Would you, like, <laughs> just, have, just have, messing have, with you. <laughs> you. You've obviously seen people no. who make fun of people. Have you ever seen someone make fun of someone for a medical condition? It's no. it's it's really pathetic. Um, so so it's, it's it's very it's like the lowest of the low, you know. So like, how do you like? We open up the season with Monty like kicking away Casper's pills from him. Like that's how we open up season one. Mm-hmm. So like, you got to take me through a whole arc. And by the way, Jamila's seen this, so you're gonna go so far as to take this beloved character who stands up for the person who gets made fun of, right? Yeah, it's it's a hard way to come back from like. When you watch Game of Thrones, and I always bring it up, Jamie Lannister's a douchebag. Okay, he does horrific things. It takes like three seasons to make him a lovable character. It takes a while. Monty, he was getting there, but it wasn't like it was so clear that everything he was doing was motivated by his own interest in Jamila. Yeah. And kind of he has this uh he has this character trait to him. If you ever watched The Count of Monte Crystal, which I don't think you have. I don't okay, think so. it's a it's a classic book, Alexander Dumas. If you ever want to read it, fantastic book, one of my favorites. Okay, if you watch the movie, uh, you have Jim Caviezel in, it and you have Guy Pierce, great actors. Okay, and Count Mondego, played by Guy Pierce, he has this jealousy complex, right? He comes from a rich family, he comes from aristocrats. Okay, but he's mm-hmm. never satisfied. His dad gets him a pony, okay, or a horse when he's a little boy. Mm-hmm. And Jim Caviezel's character, uh, uh, Edmund Dantes, he gets a chess piece. And he's so happy with his little chess piece and his chess set, right? That the other guy's jealous that he doesn't have one. You know what I'm saying? Like the yeah. guy who has everything. I think that's kind of Monty in this, is that he's maybe not even interested in Jamila, but because it's the one thing Casper has, he wants to take it from him. I don't know. I th- I'm still on the Monty's a piece of crap train. The only His only saving grace is that, you know, his dad, you know, cheated on his wife and he takes care of his little sister. But- Eh. Yeah, but look, I I still think Monty's an asshole. Um, you know, we we did get to see the start of of, of a good arc, I I think. Um, you know, I liked seeing the the behind the scenes, like the personal, the inside, you know, bit of uh, Monty with taking care of his sister and taking care of, uh, well, of dealing with his his father's whole situation and whatnot, but. I've, if I'm gonna like you, you still gotta not be an asshole outside of that, right? Like you, you've got to learn to grow up. Like, like okay, that's excused the past or explained why you were the way you were, but you can't continue to be that. He Otherwise, never. You, you don't redeem yourself. If you actually pay attention to the season, he turned the corner with every single character but Casper. Yeah, he never did anything for Casper. That he thanked him or helped him or saved his life or you know what I mean? He never went mm-hmm. out of his way to say anything. So he never really kind of overcame that because he made yeah. peace with Casper's friends. He kind of wants to take everything from Casper's life. Maybe Monty's the like. alien. Maybe Monty is the alien here. No, I think he's just an asshole. Well, All right, I think we've talked enough crap about Monty. If Patty well, Lohan ever watches so this episode, the, so the question hey, was: By the way, yeah. by the way, by the way, let me tell you something. Let me tell you something. I take back yeah. my pick, favorite character of the episode. I'm gonna say Patty Holland, best character of the episode, plays Monty. Right? Why? Because we hate the kid so much. 
that he's done a terrific job as Monty he's by far. He's done a great job of being a hateable character. Yeah, he, that, you know, sometimes that, that that really does stick out to me, and I I pick those people sometimes. But yeah, I, I I'm gonna pick them. Pick him. I'm gonna pick them in this episode because I have gone on a at least a ten minute monologue in this episode about how much I hate that storyline. To say yeah. congrats, you you did a fantastic job, Patty. You did a great job. Love it. I love it. I. Yeah, I, I can't it. believe he's related to Tom Holland. I was I did not know that. that that's interesting. Yeah, me neither. I mean, it, it's awesome in terms of like, it's a fun trivia fact. Like when you watch yeah. uh, Monarch Legacy of Monsters, you'll see Wyatt Russell in there. And probably yep. half the people who watch it won't know that that's Kurt Russell's son, who's also mm-hmm. in Monarch, Monarch Legacy of Monsters. But. Yeah, they're both in that. All right. Uh, let's All right. let's my, settle our bets. My favorite oh, character. Yeah, my. Hold on. My favorite character. I was going to pick Trev. Um, I, I think this was his better one of the season. Um, favorite scene is the last category that we have, and then we can get to the bets. <laughs> uh, Ca- <laughs> Casper, Casper becoming an alien has got to be the, the, the... It's not my favorite, but it's the most memorable. Yeah. It, it is the most memorable. There's nothing else to pick. <laughs> I, I'm trying. I'm trying to to reach for something else, and every time I reach for something, I'm like, "Yeah, Trev's suiting up," and I'm like, "Wait, but he put on a woman's spacesuit, and it fits. That's a little weird." Well, we don't know. Maybe he got the helmet from the girl, and then he got the boots from the other guy, and you know what I mean. Maybe he just. <sighs> it's possible he kind of you know Jerry rigged this thing together. Yeah, uh, I'll cop out on this one. I'll agree with you because I I really think. That there isn't much else in this episode that I remember that just jumps out at me other than the, well, the thing with Casp at the end, which is just so unbelievable, which is why it stands out to me. So yeah. um, I'll pick that. All right. The bets. Mario, we have two bets. Two only? We have two bets and our bets, the outcome of our bets are about as horrible as this season has been. Oh, so, because I won probably. <laughs> Did no. I win? Uh, so you had bet that uh, Trevor Mitsuki will board a ship, and I said no. I said so. I won that one. You won that one. The other bet was that uh, you believed Clark and his group would have become a, a cult or, or oh, been bad, and I said no to that. I I believed that they wouldn't. So, well, technically, so this one argue, ends in a tie. If I can argue my case on that one, we didn't do a third bet. That's so dumb. We didn't do it. That what else was there to bet about? Like. It, <laughs> Yeah. Will it get better? All right. New story archives rule. You cannot do a... If we don't have enough for three bets, then we don't do the bets at all because there's got to be a winner. I'm not for ties in this place. And I'm I gonna, don't like the ties either. I'm, I'm going to argue here for my case on the cult movement. I, okay. Hold on. Let me, right. Hold on. Let me put my case before the court. You're very all familiar right, with your, this process at this case. point. Uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> all too familiar. Nine, uh, 11 hours later. Yeah. What's up? All right. Jeez. Your Honor, if I am to describe to you a gentleman who runs a group in North British Columbia who fell in love with a woman who happens to be another man's wife. And that woman's daughter is kidnapped by the military. And he has convinced his group of followers to invade not one, but two highly armed military bases to go on a cross-country trek in the middle of an alien invasion where 40-plus members of his cult die listening to his orders. Would you describe this man as a good leader or a bad cult leader? Objection form. Um, uh, the way that you phrased that question, by the way, insinuates quite a few many things. 
Uh, you know, I, I, I don't think that that's a, it's a great way to ask that question. Uh, and, and we know, we know that, uh, the reason, the reason that, and, and the meaning behind him being, becoming a cult leader was that he would turn on the good people, which was Anisha and them, which didn't happen. So all right, all right. I'll, I'll, I'll object to that one. We'll I did time. think of one argument, um, not in my favor, of course, but I was like, you know, I, I, if there's one thing Mario is going to like argue about uh, on this one, just to maybe like get a bet that has double value. Um, oh, Mitsuki was on the, the ship of, too. There you go. <laughs> That's exactly what I was thinking. So, so you, you had said that uh, um, Trev or Mitsuki would visit the ship. And I said, no, uh, <laughs> they both actually did visit the ship. So hey, the nick that, of time that would too, be the bro. argument in your favor. In the nick of time. In the nick of time. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> Literally. The hey. last piece of this episode. Hey, look, buddy. I'll settle for a 12-pack of High Noon. If you want to send it my way, you know my address. Uh, I, you know, every time I send something to your address, it gets sent back. I don't know what the problem is, man. Anyways. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm, I'm fine for it. I'll get some High Noons. All right. That's fun. Um, all right, was, this was a interesting, uh, interesting episode. Let's close this out. Uh, a little housekeeping for all of you out there. Thank you for tuning in. If you made it this far, whatever you're doing, whether you're washing dishes around your house, you're vacuuming the house, you're mowing the lawn, you're taking the kids to the park, whatever you're doing out there. Running from an alien invasion. Running from an alien invasion. We hope you enjoyed this show today. Well, maybe you're playing uh, some Fortnite on the couch, just chilling, listening to this podcast, having a good old laugh. We hope you enjoyed it. We hope you're looking forward to our coverage of For All Mankind dropping in two weeks we're also going to be sprinting to the finish of part three of lupin we got two four i think i think we have four episodes to go of covering yeah. that show and it's uh every listener of this podcast who's reached out and watched it has said that they love the show so if you haven't give it a shot maybe as for the other shows we're going to cover we're going to cover monarch monarch legacy of monsters and so we got a jam-packed november and december heading into january and we're always looking for more shows. So if you got suggestions, send them our way. We may not have time for everything, but we try to, we put them on the backlog. By the way, Zach, I started watching a movie tonight because I'm in the mood for a, some good horror movies. Okay. Uh, Five Nights at Freddy's on Peacock. Uh, you told me about that. Okay. Uh, starring Josh Hutcherson, aka Peter Malark from the Hunger yeah. Games series. Enjoying the hell out of it. I'm definitely not going to watch the end of it tonight. But I'll watch in the morning when it's bright with my curtains open. Are oh, you uh, getting scared? <laughs> dude, I look, hey, come on. I mean, I don't watch these horror movies at night anymore, man. I like watching horror movies with a group of people. I don't like to watch them alone. I will fully, oh, fully admit that. A horror movie with a group of people really just turns into a comedy. So That's why I like them. Yeah, I get that. Yeah. yeah. All, All right. right. Close well, out the show. Thank you for listening to this episode of Invasion by Story Archives. You can find this podcast anywhere you find podcasts, Apple and Spotify podcasts. You can visit us on YouTube at Soapbox Podcast Network. Our website is soapbox.house. You can email us at contact at soapbox.house. And we do have a link in the description down below to sign up for our quarterly newsletter. Awesome. We gave you all a long episode today because we did you dirty this week. We posted way too late in the week. And so we gave you a nice hour plus long episode enjoy it have a great weekend go dolphins on sunday we'll see you on lupin soon peace